go meet up with the family over there, and uh, uh, Debbie, uh, my sister, is coming into town very briefly because uh, she is going to be going to a concert <laughs> in, uh, I think, Grand Rapids or something like that, so she's going to stay at Jim and Betsy's house tonight and then go to this concert tomorrow and then head back home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was supposed to go with them, but because of uh, an issue that came up with one of my staff members, um, I'm now having to cover the emergency on-call phone for the weekend, so I really can't do that out at Jim's house because he just doesn't get enough coverage mm-hmm. for the cell and everything. And uh, Sorry, Josh. Eh, it is what it is. Life happens. So, Who is the concert for? Um, Allison something, I can't remember her last name, and then Cheryl Crow is opening up for her, oh, so nice. I'm not, um, I can't remember, but Doob's really, really big into this one lady that's on the, the card, hmm. um, Allison, Allison something, I'll have to look it up, I see, uh, hmm. but yeah, uh, so she's all excited, she's going with Cassie, oh, um, yeah. so yeah, so that'll be good for them, the Cassie and Chelsea twins, yes, <laughs> <laughs> um, Chris seems to know that. Right? Oh yeah, he well, does. He's he's a good fountain of knowledge. You know, whenever we're whenever we're forgetting things, we always look to Chris to remind us what. Isn't we're, that great? Well, I remember the Cassie and Chelsea twins because growing up, I thought that they were Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. <laughs> I was like, I want to see the case of the Christmas caper. <laughs> <laughs> they um, yeah, they they're funny because they. When, I, when they were young, they used to uh, watch those Mary Kate mm-hmm. and Ashley videos mm-hmm. all the time. I did, and, too. Um, there was the only way I had ever seen them was by uh, by seeing uh, uh, them with with Chelsea and Cassie, and it always cracked me up because I, it wasn't for me. You know, I was older and made no sense to me, but the kids, <laughs> they just loved it. Uh, Allison Russell. Did you know mm. Josh Stan at that time? Well, I knew, well, Jim and, and the kids at that time, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, uh, we, had, we had a good time. I used to take uh, Cassie and Nick, or Cassie and Nick, Cassie and Chelsea, Nick's Cassie's husband now, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> Cassie and Chelsea, when they were little tiny twins, I, I would um, pack, pack them in the back of my little escort that I had. I had a Ford Escort, uh, and I would go take them driving on the roads out by Jim's house because there's a few roads out there that have pretty pretty uh, quick hills where they go up and down real quick. And so I would tell them, put your hands in the air and scream uh, when we do the hills. And it was like doing roller coasters. So I'd speed up and go over the hill and they go, ah! <laughs> I bet that was fun. It, it was. Uh, you know, looking back at it, it probably was a little more dangerous than I probably should have been uh, handling you two young kids. Them, right? I was doing it for them, yeah, but um, that would have been a, a heck of an excuse to give if uh, if I would have crashed my car or done something stupid, you know, like uh, a 17-year-old me with uh, with my uh, four-year-old nieces, uh, you know, because I'm uh, driving through the roads crazy to give them the, hel- uh, the roller coaster experience. Was Josh uh, in your life at that time? Yeah, yeah, I would say so, yeah. That's wonderful. So, Granny, how you been feeling? I've been feeling great. Good. Absolutely great. That's awesome. I'm so thankful. You look good. Mm-hmm. You, you look uh, healthy and spry as right, always. Right. You know? Yeah, life is good. Yeah, absolutely. 
So I just wanted to say I hope that Debbie and Gang have a fun time at the Allison Russell Cheryl Coke concert. Me too. Me too. I'm sure they will. I, uh, I'm quite certain the two of them are, are capable of finding some fun and, uh, <laughs> and enjoying it. Um, it's, and, and Grand Rapids is a cool place to go. I don't know if they're staying the night out there or not, but uh, you know, Cassie went to school out there, mm-hmm. and so that was her old stomping grounds. And uh, uh, there's a funny story of when Cassie lived up there and uh, Dube and Terry and Betsy and a couple other people went up there to see Cassie for something. I can't remember <laughs> what it was, but they, they had a really funny experience trying to take a cab from... Uh, one restaurant to another, and uh, <laughs> oh my. Uh, Terry might be able to share more of that story than I could, but it was uh, one of their favorite experiences. So I know for Cassie, going back up to Grand Rapids is always fun because it's reliving her college days a little bit. So. <laughs> and yeah. Ca- oh, go ahead. Sorry, uh, Cassie. She, did she go to Grand Valley? She did. Well, that's cool, because Charlie also went to Grand Valley. Yeah, and did he finish up at um, Chicago Labola? I'm not sure what his outcome, what, how far he got at Grand Valley, so I'll have to, and I or the Chicago University, I'm not sure, but I will let you know. Sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll get back with you on that. Have you talked to Charlie lately? The last time I saw Charlie was on Thanksgiving last year. Oh, really? Okay. He, How is he doing? Doing great. He, I don't know if you heard, but he was uh, staying in Massachusetts. Uh, he actually, okay. yeah, he was going to school in Massachusetts and also uh, living with uh, Aunt Marissa and Uncle Matt. Nice. <laughs> I, I assume he must not be living with them anymore at this point because uh, Dube and Brian just went and stayed with uh, Rissy and Matt and mm-hmm. she didn't mention seeing Charlie, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that Debbie and Brian stayed with um, Aunt Marissa. So, uh, but uh, but anyways, yeah, he probably is. Uh, Charlie's probably back in Illinois now, I, or or maybe back here in Michigan. That's a good, good possibility. Point. Yeah. I will uh, again. I will get back with you on that. Good, good, good. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes, he's a good. Charlie's a good one to keep cliff notes on. Have, ever did I ever tell you the uh, the ballet story? You did not. I'd love to hear this ballet story. Charlie used to do ballet back in the day, and uh, there's absolutely no judgment on my part now. Back then, though, I kind of, I think I teased him one time. I, I was five or six, and at that time, Charlie would have been uh, 12 or uh, either 11 or 12, and Randy was there, too. Uh, in the It was in Granny's basement, so Randy would have been eight or nine. And so... I said to Charlie, you do ballet? Ballet's for only for girls. You're a boy. And Charlie, uh, you know, he had some fun. He's like, oh, no, Chris. But ballet can be very manly, very, very, uh, very macho. Here, let me show you some moves. Charlie grabbed me, picked me up, and he said, hey, look at this. He's like, you know, um, taunting me around like a dog. And then he says, here, Randy, catch. Charlie literally throws me across the basement to Randy. Luckily, Randy caught me. And because, yeah, I was only five, so I was very light. Well, sure. That's so impressive, you know. Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't realize he did. I, I mean, ballet's a, a, that's a no-joke uh, physical exercise, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, you, there was a, a famous Hall of Fame uh, wide receiver uh, who 
famously took ballet lessons while he was still uh, in the NFL. He had taken it all his life, and then he took it in the NFL as well. He's, he always credited with his footwork and his hands uh, came from that. That is really cool. And even like um, Newt Rockney, All-American, uh, how... Um well, according to the movie, uh, new the real coach Newt Rockney, he had his players all get. He taught ballet lessons or ballet moves to some of his players, uh, particularly the offensive players. And I think they called it like the the four horsemen or something like that. He so he Newt Rockney he created an offensive plan off of ballet moves. Well, there you go. Yeah, it was uh, Jerry Rice. Who was uh, mm-hmm. from the San Francisco 40s? Yeah, I know who Jerry uh, Rice is. I just was, I didn't know he took ballet. Yeah, but. yeah, that was a, a big thing. I remember as a kid they had like, um, I, it, it would have been before ESPN was really a big thing, but it, one of those, somebody did a big sports uh, profile piece on him and, and showing like how he practiced and, you know, what he did for his exercises and his workout. And, you know, and, and honestly, uh, ballet. Is truly not that different from, say, professional wrestling. In the yeah, sense I've of heard like, that too. You know, like the way that people have to move around and pick each other up, and you know, and, and put them <laughs> back down, and you know, and, and in wrestling, you know, you're you're trying to make it look painful, but you're also trying to not hurt each other because you have to work again tomorrow night. You know, like it's, it's a thing where you have to you have to keep on going across the country and taking your show everywhere, so you you have to fool the crowd into believing that everything is more painful than it actually is. And so that means these guys picking each other up have to have control. And ballet is the same thing, or, or uh, ice figure skating, like when you have the couples figure skating. That stuff fascinates me. People with uh, ice, you know, ice skates on, their, on them, they're skating around on these little thin blades, <laughs> and yet they still can take another human being put them over their heads, spin them in a circle, and, and then set them down gracefully and keep on going and just... I agree with you. That's really something. It's amazing, yeah. I mean, and, and it's a great sign of how come we, how far we've come as, as humans that we no longer have to fight the elements, we no longer have to fight uh, animals or whatever. Like, we just kind of... We're so, we're so comfortable and so in control of our own lives that we can waste time by strapping on blades to our feet skating around on ice and throwing people around and cheering for it you know right that is really something it's an amazing thing you know mm-hmm. so yeah uh, but yeah the ballet thing cracks me up i i have to next time i talk to uh charlie i'll have to see if if he remembers any of like his experiences with all of that back in the day um, so i'm sure i'm sure that would have been a, a big integral part of his life at that time um probably just didn't stay with right. it so you know yeah. Well, I'm, oh, oh, did I interrupt no, you, Green? No, I, no, I was no. just going to say, I know Charlie became a really good swimmer. And actually, um, Shannon took swimming lessons at the YMCA pool and so, while Charlie was a lifeguard at the YMCA pool. And so she, Shannon used to run into Charlie all the time. And uh, <laughs> Shannon had kind of had some funny stories about that, uh, and uh, about having Charlie as a lifeguard. Even like I went to the YMCA pool, indoor pool, and I did. I didn't even realize Charlie was a lifeguard there. there. Uh, and so I w- walked up the slide. Charlie was on top of the water slide, and I'm like Charlie, you're a lifeguard. <laughs> you said the wave pool. No, no, the uh, the indoor. But I might have said 
Yeah, sorry, I might have said wave pool by accident, but no, it's just a regular lane pool at the YMCA. At the YMCA, okay. Mm-hmm. No, go what ahead, did they, sorry. What did Margaret and uh, Elizabeth Stroop do? Did they do the outdoor pool at... Uh, it was Marcus? at Lower... Well, at least for Margaret, I'm not sure about Beth, but it, you know, Margaret was at the Lower Huron pool. Okay, yeah, and, yeah. Did you know? I'm sure you probably remember this. Do you know the incident that happened when Margaret was a lifeguard at Lower Huron? I yeah, um, didn't somebody somebody drowned there when when she mm-hmm. was working? A I little believe. boy drowned and yeah. died. Yeah. yeah, very sad. Hello. Hi, Terry. Hi. Yeah, I feel How are you? really great. Really How are you doing? Good to see you. It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> Sorry, I still Hello, lovely you. lady. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Mm-hmm. Hello. 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 <laughs> um. Sorry, I stepped on your toes, Terry. Oh, I barely felt it. <laughs> barely. Barely. You step on them all the time, right? That's right. <laughs> I like that. I step on my own toes every day. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. We were uh, we were talking about uh, uh, Charlie having done ballet when he was younger. Okay. And um, about how impressive of physical feet those types of you know ballet dancing oh, yeah. and uh the ice skating is and all that stuff Definitely. but uh yeah we were just kind of okay. getting warmed up and yakking <laughs> I, I, I told him that uh uh Dube and, and cassie were going to grand rapids for uh that concert and then it made me think of the uh the deaf cab for cuties Oh, uh, yeah. As an event that you guys had. Uh, that uh, was crazy. <laughs> You'll have to remind them not to go in a yellow cab. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So, uh, uh, what, uh, Chris, what do you got uh, planned for the big 4th of July this year? Well, I am working today and tomorrow, and but then on Monday, 4th of July, uh, I think uh, Mom and Dad are having a barbecue and swimming, so... Um, Sounds fun. Yeah, so that, that will be fun. <laughs> nice. What's uh, what's the big barbecue food at your guys' place? I don't know this year. what I know last time, a couple weeks ago, we had ribs, and that was real tasty. But um, 4th of July, usually burgers and hot dogs. Okay. Every once in a while, steak. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, the corona prices are going up. <laughs> the corona, yes, prices. corona prices. The price of corona. The price of corona has gone through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> so, in general, if somebody says to you, hey Chris, we're having a barbecue, we would like you to come over, what do you assume that they're cooking? Oh, um, what, what pops on my mind? Usually like a burgers and hot dogs, yeah. and then my next go-to, would uh, my next line of thinking would be steak and then thirdly for some reason chicken i always associate chicken yeah, with yeah. barbecues <laughs> yep yeah i would i would say that's probably i think it's a midwest thing uh, mm-hmm. because that's it's always chicken. what i thought right. like uh whenever somebody said you know oh we're gonna have a barbecue i would always assume that meant potato salad coleslaw other stuff i won't eat uh <laughs> and then <laughs> hot dogs and hamburgers you know um but as i've gotten older you know, I've started to realize that barbecue means a whole lot of different things to a lot of different people because mm-hmm. if you say that to somebody from the South, they think that you're going to have pulled pork <laughs> and, you know, brisket and right. uh, some greens and things like that. Watch mm-hmm. it. You're talking about one from the... I am. Yeah. No, it's all good. Yeah, that's all good. I, think, um, I think that here, or like in the Midwest, people use cookout and barbecue interchangeably. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you always think hamburger and hot dog. But if you were in the South and you said, we're having a barbecue 
you would think all that. Right. Beans and yeah. <laughs> Some the, good, the good stuff. Yeah. Good old cornbread. Good yeah. old cornbread. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yum yum. Do any of you had that recently? I have. Have you? Cornbread? Yeah. I had cornbread on Wednesday or uh, Tuesday. Wow, you ate me. (laughs) I haven't had that. Oh, well, we're going to have to bring you some. When we, We just went to North Carolina a couple weeks ago, so I got some cornbread. I got grits, all that good stuff to get done. Oh, boy. That's wonderful. Did you, do you like grits, Granny? Pardon me. Grits? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, frequently. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, um, okay, that's going to be our next uh, dinner time. When I come over and cook a dinner, I'll cook some grits and stuff. Because, boy, uh, oh, boy. We've, we've got some really good gr- Maybe uh, Chris would um, like that, too, right? Do you like grits? <laughs> I do like grits. Right, grits. Right. They, to me, grits and oatmeal are very much alike. And okay. I know they're quick. They have different ingredients. But, yeah, grits and oatmeal taste the same to me. <laughs> so, when you eat grits... Do you put like sugar and milk like it was a cereal? Definitely sugar, okay. maybe not milk. How about you, Granny? Did you put sugar or did you put butter? I don't. I don't You're not sure? Milk. Okay. Because some people eat it like it's a cereal and they put some milk and sugar and things like that. Oh, I like it man. just with butter and salt. Right. Like, But Josh made it the other day with cheese and jalapenos in mm-hmm. it. Man, that was good. So uh, I really like... The, of Mike's and Men from 1939 with Burgess Meredith and Lon Chaney. Yep. Uh, there's a scene where, um, oh, it's, I, I love that movie, but I can never remember the characters' names. Uh, the the bad guy and the bad guy's father and the bad guy's wife, the one who uh, who dies okay, in the yep. movie, um, sh- they are sitting down at the table, not the bunkhouse, the actual, like, kitchen table and or, or dining room table and they're all having grits for dinner and uh the girl uh well i know the actress is played by uh i think uh i can't sorry anyways <laughs> i can't remember in that version of it but i don't remember their names either the characters those that family i don't What's the name? So, on Forrest Gump, that woman, that's Sally Fields. Oh, Sally right? Fields. Right. Okay. okay. It's Betty Fields. <laughs> no, okay. Because I knew it was one or the other. I was going to say either. she was too young for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she about probably wasn't even born. 50 years before, <laughs> 60 years. So, anyways, um, Betty Field plays the woman in character, the woman who. Oh, she oh, plays May. May. Yeah, May. Oh, May, of course. Yeah. May. So, so, they're eating grits. Right. And. Oh, Josh, you were going to say something. Nope, I was oh, just okay. looking at the cast listing and the, the character names so I can uh, <laughs> so help you out along. But go ahead, they're well, Ingrid's. Thank you, Josh. That was nice of you. So, yes, uh, as... Uh, the two guys are eating their grits and May's staring at them like thinking, you animals, why can't you acknowledge me sitting right here? <laughs> and same thing that the two bad guys, they both are putting milk and sugar and they're gobbling up their grits. And, gotcha. Oh, it was really funny. <laughs> Well, it's definitely, definitely more of a southern thing, um, you know, because cornmeal is used as uh, polenta, um, you know, in Europe, uh, yeah. well, well, particularly Italy, yeah. Italy but, um, you know, and then it's used for uh, tamales right. uh, in the Mexico area and Texas and stuff. It's um, all basically the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's all just cornmeal with, yep. uh, rehydrated with, with some water and then some butter and whatever spices you like to add in there, so, yeah. But we will have grits here one of these nights. Well, maybe we'll do uh, some pulled pork and grits or something like that. That'd be fun. Sounds good. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> this guy. I wonder if any of the restaurants have that. I don't know, but Josh is going to make it for us, so it'll be right. better than the restaurant. Yeah. I'm just wondering. 
any of them. Yeah, yeah maybe a couple. Know, I don't know who around here actually serves grits, because, see, around here, anything that has grits or greens has to be called soul food. Well, but, I will tell you who sells both of those things. It's Cracker Barrel. That's kind of funny, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, that, I guess that makes sense, because it's the, you know, the highway connection mm-hmm. thing, you know, of, like, pretending to be down home stuff, right. but... Well, I just like to point out Josh and Terry are both great cooks, and so mm. is Patrick, Terry's brother oh, yeah. Patrick. He's an amazing cook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like when he said, "My favorite dish is calamari." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, he's a really good cook. Uh, Terry is not a good cook, and I will not try to own up to that. No. <laughs> and, and was was Dolly a good cook? Well, there was. She made Italian food really well. Yes. Everything else, not so much. <laughs> just the Italian. <laughs> Well, and speaking of Tal- of Dolly, I was just thinking of her the other day. I, I loved when she we were chatting about Fred Rogers, and she yeah. said, I got to meet Fred Rogers. That's and, right. And she showed me the photo, and it was a real nice photo of Mr. Rogers smiling, very genuine. And, yep. And the cool part about that, and maybe I should wait for Josh to come back, or I'll just repeat it when he comes back. Okay. <laughs> He's going to listen to the podcast later. True. Anyways. So, um... <laughs> Fred Rogers, that is really nice that Dolly got to meet Fred Rogers and that he was real nice to her. And I know I heard a story. It only proved an interview. It it proved a point that Mr. Rogers, he said that when he was first got into television, he met Audrey Hepburn in the TV studio. And Audrey Hepburn, so Fred Rogers asked Audrey Hepburn if... um, I'm okay, actually. Uh, he asked Audrey Hepburn, could I take your photo? And she's like, I'd rather not. And even though other people there were still taking her photos, other people in the studio. So, oh. but Mr. So Fred Rogers took that to heart. And he said, when he became famous, became well-known, and he said, anytime people ask him for a photo or to take a photo with him, he would say, of course, absolutely. Uh, and I'm sure that's how he was with Dolly. I'm sure. I have that picture in our living room now. Oh. Um, but <laughs> so at that wedding, my mom said poor Mr. Rogers could not get a moment of peace because everybody mm-hmm. was freaking out. Oh, yeah. That Mr. Rogers was there. So they were like, Mr. Rogers. Oh, so yeah. He's just like, and he was so nice to everybody. And then um, her one cousin, who was crazy anyway, I loved her, but she was crazy, told Mr. Rogers, you know, my kids don't like your show, but I do. So I watch it all the time. And he was like, oh, okay, well, thank you so much. <laughs> and, but yeah, and that, crazy. it crazy. It does sound crazy, but that, that wedding was in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. Yep. In well, Pittsburgh. Oh, I would have to say he was especially popular in his hometown. Oh, Pittsburgh, heck yeah. So, yep. so that doesn't... That right. doesn't surprise me. It would be crazy. <laughs> right, busy. everybody was just freaking mm-hmm. out. Exactly. Very, very busy. <laughs> Did we tell you, Chris, that um, we went to a museum, an outdoor museum in, in Pittsburgh, that was in a neighborhood that we thought, like, oh, this must be where they modeled um, that that little townscape. Mm. Right, the, the set, yeah. Yeah, because if you looked outside, like mm. once you walked out of that little uh, museum thing, you looked up towards the mountain, the way that the way that all the houses were lined up, uh-huh. it was like, oh, that's the Mr. Rogers neighborhood. I think you did tell me that. That sounds familiar. And also, and I've seen photos too. They'll have like side by side comparisons of different towns in Pennsylvania and, and in the Northeast, like where the skyscrapers line up, you know, the same way the, mm-hmm. the buildings. So, 
But no, that is, I think you did tell me that. And I, I really appreciate the Mr. Rogers puzzle that you guys got me. I got about maybe a 13th of the way done, and then I got discouraged. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. Mm-hmm. Well, 13th is a good one. I am not very good at puzzles. I would just throw it across the room after a while. Like, it takes me an entire day just to line up the edges. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, well... It's it's a it's one of those things that you have to have time in your life to do and and patience. Uh, and patience yeah. you know uh, that's why I always impressed with the dad doing the fifty puzzles of a winter that he does. So, <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's I crazy. Know, I didn't know it was that many. Uh, uh, and, and he did a lot over there. He did shut a ton, down. Yeah, right. especially during quarantine time. Yeah, he was oh. really. Really making the puzzles happen then. So. Oh, I knew about that. I knew COVID. He did a lot of puzzles yeah. because I remember mom and dad gave uh, Aunt Liz and Uncle Randy gave Uncle Paul some of their puzzles. And my puzzle, I was going to give. I said, "Well, you can have this one, but I want it back when you're done." And he's like, "Oh no, no! I always I glue them together and put them on the wall, so you keep it." <laughs> yeah, he'll give it back to you, but only as a artwork that you have to now hang in your house. You know. So. Oh yeah. Yeah, mom and dad. I think mom and dad have one of Uncle Paul's puzzles hanging in the in the exercise room. I have one in my music room. So, yep. yep. My mom had one, you know, oh. that she loved that he made her in Pittsburgh. Oh. Yep. Yeah, she loved that thing. He works on those puzzles in the basement, right? That's yep. right. He does. That's where he hides from you. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that for quite a while. He was hiding down there, and now you know. <laughs> How dare he? <laughs> <laughs> I brag on it, right? Yeah, That's right. I know, I know. We've been seeing some good pictures of you over at Calder's Farm lately. Really? Yeah, you've been yeah, seeing the cows and getting some ice cream. Yeah, ice cream. Yeah. That Dad seems to really enjoy taking you over there. Right. He said, um, I think on Tuesday he's taking you over to Brost Farm. Is uh, he? Yeah, because we bought some chickens from them. Wow. Uh, and so. Um, Caitlin over at Bros Farm is going to show you the newborn calves. Oh boy! Thank you for telling me. That's a fun field trip. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of them just got born, and she she said uh, she says, "What do you think, Granny would like to uh, see some calves?" And I said, "I bet she would love to see some some young cows." So. So we bought some chicken. Uh, Yeah, we got. um, There's some chickens or chicken. Whole chicken. Whole chickens. (laughs) So we've got three whole chickens, and and Dad, Debbie, and Granny are getting three whole chickens. Nice. So don't you just love watching chickens walk? I do. I do. do you know? <laughs> I wonder why that is. I don't know. It's are a good they talking to themselves. Maybe the, the, the bobbling. Yeah. They're agreeing with themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I do that sometimes when I'm walking around, and I start thinking I'm really. You know smart. that's true. Yeah. yeah. People are good thinking that way. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe chickens were smarter than we thought. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, then why are they crossing the road? <laughs> They're like, hmm, this is a road. It needs to be crossed. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Life can be exciting, can it? It can be. It absolutely can be. So here's our exciting life right now. We have a mama kitty cat and her four babies and a baby from her last litter of kittens all living in our backyard and garage right now. Oh, really? They're so cute. I mean, I don't know what to do with them, but... I cannot tell you how cute these kittens are. You should oh, show her a picture of the one in the planter. Um, I will we told them. Debbie, you and her have to come over and see those kittens. Oh, you they just run all around. They're so cute. Right. And they, they jump on their mama. and They are it's real adorable. playful, aren't oh, they? Oh, yeah, very. That makes me 
really uh, excited to wait for that. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Isn't she just the cutest? That is. You can show her some other ones. Okay. so quiet. I know. I know. Here, I'll show you a couple others of oh, the right. other cuties. Uh-huh. Let's see. Oh, I got a Yeah, they, uh, so Loma, as we've named her, uh, the outdoor I gotta find them, sorry. Uh, mama cat, she had a litter of them in uh, the beginning of winter. Um, one of them stuck around. There's one of the little cuties. She's playing with the string. The one who stuck around is named Nellie now. Yeah, Nellie. That's Nellie. Oh, look at that. She's so sweet. And let me find one of the orange ones for you. And the orange ones are all baby climbers. Wow. Look at them. that a beauty? I know. They're so cute. Oh, my goodness. That's too much. Oh, that is sweet. So How now, old so are they, honey? They're probably maybe two months. Maybe not probably even six maybe. weeks. Six weeks, say, yeah. Because yeah. they're starting to eat uh, some some dry food, but they're still... Because look at... They're still right. connected to mama. Oh, you should get Baby. Not that over, right? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> these are the these are the stray kittens that are living in our. Oh, they're so cute. Well, uh, that is very Isn't cute. Isn't that something that kind mm-hmm. of strong is? Mm-hmm. That they knocked it over. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> cats are you know. <laughs> cats are jerks. Yeah, cats are jerks, but that's why I like them. That is funny seeing the cat rolled up, curled up in the in the planter there, but it is funny how they do. Yep. I just like to point out, oh, Josh, you were getting raised. Okay, Josh and Terry are the cat experts, and I'm not just saying that because they have pet cats. I'm saying I remember the winter luncheon about here. Um, it was about eight years ago, and when Josh and Terry kept jumping in and out, they're like, well, "We gotta go check up on the kitties in the garage." And they both, I could tell, Terry and Josh were both very stoic and very in in a good way. I just mean yeah. they were very focused on nur- nursing those kittens and the pregnant the cat. Cat that was here. I I can't remember. I I'm sorry. I think I think okay. it, I want to say it was a stray cat, but uh, I, I it was in 2014. It was okay. the it would have been right before uh, Mary Z passed away. Okay. Interesting. They had cat. I know they had a kitten here, a cat here that was having babies. Yeah. Yeah. So it was probably then. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. I guess I hadn't really thought about it in a right. while, but. Mm-hmm. I just remember seeing you guys. You you both were dressed up very nice, and you guys were like shuffling in and out. And I, <laughs> I do if, not remember. So it was oh, like oh, the um the New Year's mm-hmm. brunch the New that they Year's would have. Brunch. Okay. Yeah, and you guys. What I was gonna say, if I didn't know you guys, I would have assumed you were dressed up all nice. I would have thought you guys were veterinarians. <laughs> Because that's how that's how focused you guys were dedicated. Oh, you were funny. you were not letting anything bad happen to that cat <laughs> on or the kittens on, on your watch. And I'm I'm sorry. I believe it. Yeah, sorry. I don't remember any more details. Oh no, that's but, okay. I had forgotten about that. That's, I think that's a wonderful memory. Yeah, that's more details than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask Debbie if she uh, has a, uh, any yep. pictures of it. Right. I do remember when there was a, a mama cat here who had kittens. Yeah. I should ask Debbie what she did with those kittens. But I know the one, there was that one kitten that lived here named Sylvia that me and Debbie and your mom mm-hmm. took to um, to the Humane Society in Ann Arbor. And we had to take your mom because you had to be a resident of Washtenaw County. Do you remember that? No. It was so funny. Yeah, me, Debbie, and your mom took this little Sylvia kitten that was living here mm-hmm. to the Humane Society. <laughs> Debbie was, of course, crying, and I, I was crying, and it was so funny. And your mom doesn't really care about cats, but she was so nice about it. And then we all went out to lunch, and Debbie was like, 
I don't know many people who would go out with their um, both their mother-in-laws and a cat to go. I was like, well, I would be the one that would do that. Yes. <laughs> so you you took Sylvia to the humane to be put down. No, no, oh, up oh, for adoption. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, cause... no, she was so, she was perfectly healthy. Um, Debbie just couldn't keep her. I got but um, that the humane society of Huron Valley that's in Washtenaw County is the best one around. At mm-hmm. least I think so. I used to work there, and they're wonderful. Oh. Um, but you can't drop off a cat there unless you live in the county. Right. So it's we had exclusive. to just take Mary along and be like, pretend this is your cat. So she <laughs> had to be like, I'm giving up this kitten here. It's in my house, and I can't keep it. So it was kind of funny. But that was so nice of your mom. <laughs> well, uh, you can go, go ahead. Go oh no! I, well, my my story was unrelated. No, was, okay, so when you mentioned of it, that is nice. Washington County, uh, a humane society that they do a good job. They and, do, and they you used to work there. That's really cool. But no, I I hate when things are exclusive like that. How you said Washington yeah. County residents only. Well, Dan and I we went to, and this was about fifteen years ago. We went to. A open house at a fire station. Okay. I'll just go ahead and say it. It was the Riverview Fire Department. Uh-oh. And uh, we're here first. Yeah. Uh oh. Well, Ron Blast Riverview. Ron Blast Riverview Fire Department. Well, to be fair, I mean the Riverview Police Department is cool, but not the fire department. Okay. Oh, sir. So. Uh, <laughs> Yes, I am a critic of local. Oh, so what happened? <laughs> so, um, Dan and I were at the open house. They were giving away smoke detectors for free. They had a whole table full, like a, a pyramid of, of uh, smoke detectors. If we go up with, hey, could we have a smoke detector? He said, sure. Which street in Riverview do you live on? Or, no, we, we don't live in Riverview. It's, oh, these are for Riverview residents only. He had a whole stack of them. The firefighter did. And there was uh, there was nobody else going up and getting and, there, and he I mean at the very least he could have said, Well why don't you guys come back a little later, you know, if we will then we'll, we'll have extras. Or Yeah. I mean I guess they have to kinda balance out, you know, they have a budget. You know, so they have to I mean just like the humane societies, they can't they have to be like, Okay, we're gonna serve mm-hmm. this county. Right. So I understand it, but well, but it's as, a pain. as far as a budget, I'm sure we would have paid five dollars. They said, "Well, <laughs> if you're a resident, it's free. If you're not a resident, it's five dollars." You know. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I but I agree. If you, I agree with you, Terry. They yeah. do have a budget, and, and just to show you, I'm not being biased. I really like the I liked the Rearview Police Department because. They had just bought ATVs at that time, so they were showing off their ATVs, and um, I thought that was kind of neat. That is. Yeah, and Riverview's an interesting town because they, first, they, they really don't have a view of the river. No matter, <laughs> right, it no is a strange just, name of a town. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a funny name to have when you really are landlocked, uh, mm. all but for, I think, like 20 feet worth of actual city Like on Sibley? Yeah. Like, mm. you really can't even see the river from yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other part is that, you know, all of their revenue comes from having a large trash mountain, <laughs> right. you know, that overshadows their town, well, you know. And so they have the best, out of all the downriver communities, they have the best municipal complex hmm. there is. Oh, yeah, it's a nice one. They have a park that has yep. uh, a little uh, lake that you can, uh, or a pond, uh, yep. whatever, that you can uh, ride around with little swans in there. And, <laughs> 
Um, they have baseball games going on in there. They have like a really nice community building. They have state of the art um, uh, police department, soccer fields, so- soccer yeah. fields, the the fire department. All that stuff is so nice and brand new, and it's all paid for by our trash, <laughs> by stored in their trash town. You know, so they probably have a little bit of an inferiority complex or something that also goes with living in Riverview. So they're like, well, if you don't have to live and smell the stink of our trash mountain, you don't get to have a free uh, fire detector. <laughs> well, um, oh, Terry, were you getting ready to say something? Nope. So um, my um, uncle, uncle Dave has a real funny story. Maybe I should take back what I said about the police department because um, <laughs> on, on Sibley Road, or no, I'm sorry, it was Jefferson close to Sibley Road. They, you know, there's that viaduct where people can fish. Uncle Dave and Dave's brother-in-law, they were uh, fishing off of that, that viaduct there. And a police car pulls up and says, hey, are you, are you guys Riverview residents? Like, no. And they're like, well, only uh, Riverview residents can fish on this river. Ah. And Uncle Dave, he replied, well, officer, this is God's river. <laughs> Nice argument. That sounds like Uncle Dave. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think that probably worked, Tom. I think the officer just, he didn't find them or anything. He just, you know, just said, well, you guys, you got to finish up here. So, you know, he, he let them go. He probably was getting afraid of tying in with Jesus. Yeah, he's probably like, oh, I'm going to get in trouble here. This guy's got a, got a connection. He's invoking the name of God yes. in this river. Say, so, are you related to that Paul Delisle guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, I'll have to look up how Riverview got its name one day because you would think that like Trenton or Wyandotte would be called Riverview mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of Riverview, you know? <laughs> Yeah, when we look at the river, we get up on top of our trash mountain and we look over top of York City <laughs> into the river. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, but it, it is one of the only times I've seen, because uh, Riverview is a pretty standard town name. You There's oh, yeah. in yep. every state, I assume. It's probably like a Springfield. Mm-hmm. It's probably, yeah, yeah, whatever. But uh, it's the only one I've ever seen that for sure is not viewing a river. Right, <laughs> you know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it should just be called Trash Mountain View. <laughs> trash yeah, just, just call it Mountain Trash Bar. <laughs> yeah, I, take that review. <laughs> no, I agree with you that it would be weird, but or River Rouge. Uh, well, that I know that's because like the Rouge River, but but they River Rouge doesn't have much of a view of the Detroit River. Well, they've uh, got they've got some. They've well, they got, got a, Sunk Island, right? They yeah, and they've got a um a build out now, like a um what do you want to call it? like a pier that oh, you can go overlook. walk on, overlook. overlook. Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. It's kind that. of it's similar to um the one in the wildlife Chum. refuge, but not as nice. Okay. But um, Have I had to go down that? there. Well, the reason I know this is because I had to go take pictures of downtown River Rouge. I don't know if you remember that for my sister, because um her company was going to build some stuff on the river there and she had to have a cover sheet for her proposal okay so i went and just took a bunch of pictures and there's like a veterans memorial and stuff like that down there okay. but it's on the water okay so. i'll have to check that out i i don't um i don't think i've been in rouge and well i, I mean, mean i've been through rouge a lot <laughs> but in rouge well i will tell you that other than that you're really not missing anything it still <laughs> looks the same as it did in the 80s like it's not great yeah, but, yeah. very industrial yeah <laughs> 
the the restaurant that you used to serve tables at was mm-hmm. in Rouge, Currently, right? Yep. Granny? Me? Yeah, I think yep. you served in River Rouge mm-hmm. at the, the restaurant over there. You were a waitress. Mm-hmm. I, yes. I, if you say idea, idea, do you remember the name of it? I think so. Uh, well, I will do you one better because my that was at Great Lake Steel was where the old Great Lake Steel where uh, Granny was a waitress and my dad worked at Great Lake Steel later on. So I will ask my dad the name All of that right. restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I'll hear it right from him. Right, where that that. Uh, jerk uh, poured Coca Cola down your leg. Yeah, there's no way to tell you that he's not happy with the service. Oh, they got me mad. I, I'm sure it did. And the waitress can't get mad. No, no, yeah, you have to right. just grin and up for anything. That's right. Like okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, not this one. Good, good. Not today. <laughs> Oh, so I like see it. another cute card over there. Is that a is that a Liz or a Rissy with the cactuses on it? Oh, let's take a look. That must be a Liz, I would think. Mm, this uh, actually it says Jean and Bean. Jean and Bean. Jean and Bean. Oh, All right, well Jean and Bean, you sent a cute card. <laughs> let's see, Jean and Bean. Um, oh, uh, Sherry. And Jean Bean? Oh. <laughs> it's from Aunt Sherry. For maybe me. one of the grandkids. Maybe. Or maybe Jenny. I would I would say Jean Bean is probably Jenny. Oh, okay. But maybe not. I don't know. But, well, it's um, got to be. It's been rainy and cold. We are so grateful for the wonderful break and the drought and the hot, hot weather. I am having fun in my little gardens and in the shade of the fruit trees. The little birds are all about me and they sound so happy. Sherry and Jean Bean. Bean. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't even see Sherry's name on there. Yeah. So um she's got it she wanted to get in the contest with her oh, sisters yeah. of who could have the cutest card. So Liz and Rissy have some competition of cute card given. Well, nothing could beat the Beatles Tabby Road. That card is, that is Marissa. I mean, that, that's a great store bought card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's great. I've never seen one that cute. One of you guys, you one of you made the connection. You said uh, with the birthday song, the birthday song isn't even on Abbey Road. It's on the White Album. That that's would right. be Josh, who of course would say that. Connection. <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, He's got a reputation. Huh? He does. <laughs> Someone got me a John McCain action figure, and <laughs> the action figure, it, its arms actually lifted up. I'm like, that is not realistic. It, it, John McCain in real life can't put his he arms up. He can't put his arms up. They should have put a governor on it right here. Exactly. <laughs> That'd be like having uh, two fully functioning hands for John, uh, Bob Dole. For Bob Dole. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bob Dole Kung Fu Grip. No, he doesn't. Yeah, it is funny, but... So how was Imagination Station, Chris? Oh, it yeah. was pretty good. I mean, my friend really enjoyed it. and My friend's really into science. She had uh, been a, a physics major in college. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, she really enjoyed seeing so had a lot of fun. And, uh, and then we, but definitely, we both really enjoyed the view of the Maumee River. It was real pretty. She uh, took a lot of photos. And then... Um, Rode across the bridge uh, to uh, <laughs> Wingstop, and it okay. was yeah, you know, it was my very first time at Wingstop. So yeah, it was real tasty. Nice, Good. nice. 
Did you uh, do the the bicycle on the on the high wire over at Imagination Station, or do they still have it? They do still have it. Okay. They do still have. Neither of us went on it. Uh, We were. um, She is not. My friend isn't afraid of heights. I am somewhat a little. I'll go ahead and do it, but I might you know regret it afterwards. So uh, no, but neither of us. I did the back when I was in fourth grade. I rode the bike um, over the tightrope, but um, no, I um, neither of us fell up to it. <laughs> okay, and then I heard that there was a, a follow up get together where you went to Hall Rock of Fame. That's right, we did. Oh, okay. And my parents took me. We went with uh, with Aunt Liz and Uncle Randy. Uh, we, yeah, we uh, went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland, and that was my very first time there. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, so I really enjoyed. I think my favorite part was um, they had like songwriting sheets, you know, different uh, song sheets. Like I think they had one of Bob Dylan's songs. Yeah. And they had one for Eddie Van Halen who just passed away. So, so that's what was um, uh, the main exhibit? Oh, the Beatles. They had where they were. The Beatles was the is the current uh, main exhibit. Interesting. So what did they have there? What what uh, what interesting Beatles stuff did they have? They just had like a lot of like TV screens and stuff like from the Beatles appearance on uh, that Sullivan show and uh, the Beatles performing uh, Hey Jude on the David Frost show and you know different music videos and stuff and um, yeah they um, trying to remember if that I think they had some of the Beatles instruments on display but but yeah it was a pretty good Beatles exhibit when. Terry, when we went, was were you with me on the John Lennon one that I went to? Yeah. Okay. Because they had like the bed. They had the, the, the love. Yeah, the and then they had some um of his handwritten lyrics and stuff like that. I thought that was pretty cool. That is really neat. Yeah, but, like, like yeah. the the one song on the paper towel. Yeah. That he had, and I yeah. thought that was pretty cool. Um, my favorite thing though still is all the stuff that Jim Morrison's parents gave, like his high school or his like grade school report cards and. <laughs> little doodles that he did and stuff like that. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember um, what the other one that I saw was. Because I, I, I went there with uh, a few years before you and I went there. And the main exhibit was something that was not directly rock and roll, but like had um, connections to rock and roll. I just can't remember it off the top of my head now, so... It wouldn't have been the the songs that shaped rock and roll, would it? Would it be? No, no. no okay. It was um, it was some television show, I believe, in like its connection to rock, um, and, like maybe the musical guest. I just I can't remember off the top of my head. I'll have to. I, I don't even remember who all went with us at that time. So I went with mom and um, Uncle Paul Black and a big group of people. Um, Back in the day. So, anyway, um, the Beatles, well, the, the John Lennon one was was interesting. The, the most interesting thing, though, was they actually had the bed. Mm-hmm. From, from the, uh, him the and Yoko. Love yeah, the love yeah. bed. That was, that was interesting. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the Rock Hall thing is one of those experiences that, um, I mean, I don't need to go there every year by any stretch. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed walking through there. It was, it was a, a good little walk through. And uh, the... The bottom floor where they have a lot of equipment mm-hmm. and like uh, stage gear and stuff like that is kind of interesting stuff. Um, you know, in the 15 different gift shops that you can go through. <laughs> oh, yeah, lots of gift shops. <laughs> that, uh, that's always fascinating, but... My friend especially thought that it was funny that you literally exit through the gift shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Yeah. And if you and if you miss it, they'll have another gift shop for you just around the corner. Mm-hmm. There's exactly. never a lack of places to spend money in that place. I agree. Oh, most museums. Oh yeah, most museums are that way. They make you exit through the gift shop. But mm-hmm. I left out the best part. Johnny Cash's bus was outside the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's cool. And I might really? even have a photo of it. Did they let you go in? Uh, no, no, you could only look at it from the outside, but it, but it still was really cool, and you could see, like, it, it looked pretty spacious, too, so I'll see if I can find a photo. Nice. Um, did they, how long did you guys stay? Um, well, just one night. Did you, like, do, like... Oh, look at that. <laughs> Very cool. Or four hours inside of there? Oh, in the, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you meant just look in the hall. Look at this handsome thing. dude in front of that bus. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a big shot. He's about ready to get out yeah. of that bus and go uh, tour the country. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I think we were only at the Hall of Fame for about an hour, hour and a half, so not very long. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. You guys burned, was burned the, through quick. The speed tour. Did you do anything else in Cleveland? Oh, uh, no. Uh, no, not in Cleveland. Um, afterwards, uh, me and my friend, we went to a movie theater in the suburbs and we saw the Bob's Burgers movie. There's, There's a Bob's, a Bob's Burgers, Burgers movie? Oh, oh, that's a car going by. I didn't even know it was. There was a Bob's Burgers movie. Was it good? <laughs> uh, yeah, it uh, just came out uh, in... I've never uh, heard of it. Oh, I think it was the last week of May. Uh, but yes, Bob's Burgers, it was very... Uh, it was pretty funny. Okay. Kind of would remind you of the Simpsons movie a little bit, if you ever watched the yeah. Simpsons movie. Same yeah. type of humor. you know. And, and I'm not just saying that, because they're both Fox animation shows. Right. Uh, no, it was pretty funny. It seemed like... Uh, they, um, the funniest was, I, I don't know the characters well enough, but the character who wears the rabbit ears, yeah. she had the funniest lines. She's always the funniest. I don't watch it all the time um, anymore at all, but I do appreciate that show. It's pretty funny. I mean, it's ridiculous, but it's funny. Yeah, I'm Marissa's a big fan. And let me just say, I'm sorry, I got distracted. I heard that noise, the car. Yeah, there was by. something going by. It, yeah. It, yeah, it sounded like a truck or something driving by. And I, no, I got distracted because it, it sounded like there was like a scooter or something rolling through the house. <laughs> and, what's that? A rumba? Right. <laughs> Who's so, scooting through here? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, Aunt Marissa really likes Bob's Burgers, and she apparently got uh, Aunt Liz to watch Bob's Burgers, too. Okay. So they were, because of the two sisters on there, Aunt oh, Marissa yeah. said that, those sisters remind me of you you and I, Liz. <laughs> the um, the one who wears the bunny ears, is that Jenny Slate? Or no, no, it's Kristen Shaw. Kristen Shaw, yeah. okay, yeah. I, I, I knew it was something, one of the... Uh, yeah. like, but yeah. I got an answer from my dad. Uncle Randy says that Granny worked at restaurant number seven. Oh, of course. It was called restaurant number seven? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they, they would have like actual plant restaurants. Oh, it was inside the plant. Yeah. I didn't, I never knew that. <laughs> wow. And that was how she met uh, Grandpa's brother. Cyril. Right. Cyril. Okay, gotcha. Because he, yep. he worked at the plant. And... I remember you saying you met him while you were waiting tables. Right. But I did not know it was inside the plant at Great Lake right. Seal. Interesting. <laughs> so were there seven or more restaurants in there? Like, I'm not well, sure. I would say at least seven. Um, wow. <laughs> I don't think I the first six it. burned down, and they just. Well, I didn't know. Are there like six? There's just seven restaurants throughout this thing. That's crazy. Well, I mean, it, that 
that plant was like a whole city. Right. I mean, I, mean, I don't think McLeod had any restaurants inside it. Hired, they had a cafeteria. I'm, I'm sure they did. I, I think they had cafeterias. Sort of I don't okay. think they had restaurants. Um, I mean, they they had, you know, I'll have to ask my dad. tens of thousands of people employed at a time. Sure. There, so, um, well, I was going to call him on my ride anyway, so I'm going to ask him. Yeah, ask him. Yeah. Ask him if he uh, ever went to restaurant number eight. Um, you know it'd be like the Beatles song number nine you know right (laughs) oh I have a funny connection to the uh, revolution nine okay so uh, when I was in the history of rock and roll class with Mr. Jenkins Mm -hmm. uh, Jensen I'm sorry Mr. Jensen so um, he described in class to us about revolution number nine you know the and that George Martin, you know, he's it, it basically it's just a clip of George Martin saying uh, number nine, number nine, over and over, and so then for the midterm and the final, um, he, Mr. Jensen, would play his song samples, and he, um, we would have to match up the genre to the song. So number nine on the list was. I want to hold your hand by the Beatles, and but and so for each number, each song, Mr. Jensen, here is number one, here is number two, and so on. And when he got to number nine, he said, "Here is number nine, number nine, number nine. And and I, after the test, I said to Mr. Jensen, "You were saying that on purpose, weren't you? Because of Revolution Night." And he's like, "Yes, Chris, you were one of my first <laughs> students to make that connection." Nice. <laughs> Yeah, a, a, a real compliment, wasn't it? Yeah, that you were that you were hip. I definitely felt like yeah, it yeah. definitely was a good yes. It was a nice moment. He's like Chris, you are an old soul. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it felt genuine. It was a good compliment. Um, I don't know how much you listen to podcasts or not, Chris, but um, once in a while, I, and I may have mentioned this to you before, but I I really cannot recommend enough. Um, the history of rock in 500 songs. Okay, let me write that down. Um, it's it's hosted by a guy named Andrew Hickey, and um, it's basically going uh, one song at a time. But really, each song he's talking about the story of uh, who recorded it, what the importance of it was, and where are the influences of it. Where did the influences come from, and then also where did it influence songs in the modern day? And um, each episode is close to a half hour. It starts uh, at the very tail end of the 30s uh, with, like, big band swings um, starting to die out. But, like, what elements from that big band swing would then be carried over into what would ultimately form into American rock? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm about... 52 or 53 episodes in now so i'm deep <laughs> into long. like uh little richard and uh fats domino giant cash and all those characters mm-hmm. uh of the mid 50s uh but really really good stuff i i highly highly recommend it uh i would just suggest go back to, to episode number one and just digest an episode, see if you if you can even handle the way that he describes things and the way that he breaks up. But he does clips of music and he'll talk about like, you know, there's a difference between a downbeat and a shuffle beat. Mm-hmm. Here's the difference. Here's right. a shuffle beat. Here's a downbeat. Here's a shuffle mm-hmm. beat. Here's a downbeat. Here's what you you know whatever. And 
Um, I just think that it's up your alley, personally. So. Well, thank you. I definitely I appreciate Josh. I will check out the history of rock and five hundred songs, and I have to compliment you. I there is one podcast I've been listening to. It's uh, music's greatest rivals that you told me about. Yeah, yeah. And I I started with the uh, Mike Love versus Brian Wilson episode. I I love how anti Mike Love the two but they're like. Uh, you know, Trump is a uh, or, uh, Mike Love is a Trump supporter. That's just the cherry on top of this. You know what Sunday? Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, that's a fun. I, I've that one is a little bit more um, what I would call like entertainment mm-hmm. as opposed to like the history of rock or five hundred songs. Uh, it's that, educational. That one is very like. Almost clinical, right? At ways, um, but uh, the rivalry one—they do some great <laughs> research on it, yeah. and it gets you talking one right. way or the other. Whether you agree with them or you don't agree with them, it at least gets you some talking points to start kind of working through it. So, well, and it's factual too, in the sense that the music's greatest rival is factual because they take actual quotes from the art, and they've actually yeah. read through like different memoirs and biographies and they you know so that part feels genuine but but yeah those two podcasters they are really funny and my my two favorite episodes so far of the rivals one is um the lou reed uh versus J- john kill uh mm-hmm. from velvet underground mm-hmm. uh that one is fascinating and then uh the pavement versus smashing pumpkins one which i had i lived through all of that time um, you know, the grunge era and everything. And I had no idea that there was a, a feud of sorts between uh, the band Pavement and, and the Smashing Pumpkins. But, you know, apparently it was uh, quite intense and interesting. And then when I went back and asked uh, Silsby about it, he was like, oh, yeah, they, those guys hate each other. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's fascinating. I had no idea. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's funny. But yeah, that, that's a that's a good one. Did you end up listening to that uh, Jeff Foxworthy interview that I sent? Oh, WTF with Mark Maron? No, not yet. Um, I have a hard time uh, with WTF just because, like, the way I need to skip past the commercials because, like, he does all the commercials and it's uh, I get impatient. I'm like, I still have to sit through an hour long interview after yeah, these commercials. Yeah. But yes, I'll check when I get a chance. I'll check. I, I would recommend it just because I know how much you love Foxworthy mm-hmm. and I thought Same this was one of the most interesting uh, interviews mm-hmm. with Foxworthy because um, they really strip out a lot of just the BS talk and mm-hmm. just get right into uh, the comedy of it mm-hmm. and like how does he form his comedy what made him make the decisions business wise that mm-hmm. he made because you know again of all things no matter how you feel how anybody feels about Jeff Foxworthy you gotta mm-hmm. admit the guy's a, a, a really masterful businessman yes yeah, he, he's very very smart at that so anyway this goes into a lot of that detail oh yeah I, I will check out that episode when I have a chance I was gonna say he Jeff Foxworthy not only is he a businessman he was a guest shark on Shark Tank and Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, we just learned that. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, why did I just hear that before? <laughs> we were talking about Foxworthy uh, with Ace the other day. Oh yeah, and he said it. He's yeah. like, yeah, he was on Shark Tank, and I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. And there's a YouTube interview. Some a small time reporter interviewed Chef Foxworthy on the set of Shark Tank, and. Same thing. He was like, was asking him about, you know, his pro, like how he creates, you know, his namesake and stuff. How he licenses certain products and 
someone in the comments wrote, wow, this really speaks to Jeff Pottsbury's professionalism that he actually answers questions and he doesn't turn the interview into a, a series of redneck jokes. Right, absolutely. <laughs> well, and that, yeah, it, he's, a, he's just an extremely smart guy and, and seems to be a, a genuinely good human being too. Like he seems to treat all of his friends well um, you know, his relationships in life, you, you, it, you'd be really hard-pressed to find anybody digging up a scandal on Jeff Foxworthy, you know, and, and telling you, like, oh, man, this guy's a jerk or whatever. <laughs> like, it, it's hard to find anything like that. And that's, for somebody who's made as much money as he has and has been in as many things as he's been in, that's awfully tough to say. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's. I admire that Jeff Foxworthy was such a family man. He's a really good father and husband. And... Um, yeah, I agree. I also would have a hard time believing that Jeff Foxworthy was involved in a scandal. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it would be a, a little tr- shocking. Yeah. So. The, be- uh, the best part, when I wrote the letter to Jeff Foxworthy and he responded, the best part, one of my questions was, do you, Mr. Foxworthy, do you, uh, was Bill Cosby one of your influences when you were becoming a comedian? Yeah. And I thought, he's not going to answer that question with because at that time, that was when Bill Cosby, when the allegations had first come out. And Jeff Foxworthy did answer the question, and he said, yes, Bill Cosby was definitely one of my influences. So I thought that was kind of nice, like, almost in a way that he, it almost felt like he was defending Bill Cosby, you know. And, well, and at the very least, admitting to what was true for him at that time, you know, because he wasn't saying to you, yeah, I think what Bill Cosby <laughs> did was great. He <laughs> just was like, yeah, that, that was an influence of mine because it, it had to have been. I mean, <laughs> there's no comedian of the modern day who, who could honestly say Bill Cosby was not one of the influences on them when they were growing up. <laughs> I mean, that guy was, his comedy albums were ubiquitous. They were... Very so you know, so important to the to the development of stand up comedy in America that you know it, it's a reality. It you know, mm-hmm. but of course you don't have to say that and say, oh, Andy's a good dude. <laughs> you know, like oh, <laughs> I, I thumbs up on all his choices. You know, <laughs> you know, you can you can separate the two. You know, and that's important. I actually, and I'm not saying what Bill Cosby did, I'm not saying he's innocent or anything, and I, well, I, actually, I do think what Bill Cosby did was definitely wrong, but, but anyways, um, he, um, I still tell people that, even, I, I started this before the allegations came out, but I've continued to tell people I uh, share a birthday with Bill Cosby, and <laughs> Nine times out of ten, much like Josh, you know, having Josh told that story about how people react when they hear the last name Delisle. Right. <laughs> so people, nine out of ten people, will be like, "Oh, you share a birthday with Bill Cosby? Oh my, why? Why are you so proud about that?" But every once in a while, I'll have that one person who says. Oh, you must be a real fan, and they'll start relating their own story. Oh, I grew up with Little Bill, or you know, I or I grew up with the Cosby Show, or right. you know. So yeah, it's that one person who it definitely makes me, you know, where I, I makes it all worth it. <laughs> yes, absolutely, I can appreciate that. <laughs> so, Granny, uh, since the Fourth of July is coming up. Um, and I know memories are not always easy to, to pull, but do you remember any uh, 4th of July's or any uh, anything about 4th of July for you? You know what, I gotta be honest, I've forgotten them completely. Yeah, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> Just the other day, uh, either uh, one of my friends 
I'm living with. Pawn Daddy. I think it came up about that. Mm -hmm. And I could not think of one thing. Uh, <laughs> That's just what really wonders something about this disease. Uh, <laughs> But I'm not complaining. Well, I mean, <laughs> I've had a wonderful life. Look how yes, old I am. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and and if Fourth of July had any traumatic things to you, then you would have forgotten those too. So, you know, <laughs> I I don't think I remember um, you ever really having like any big to do about Fourth of July. You know, right. and I and I lived right across the street from you for a good while there, <laughs> but uh, that was never like one of your you and Grandpa's big thing. And I don't. I don't remember you guys like ever going to see the fireworks or stuff like that. Right. Um, I, I'm trying to think like our family. I just think in general we've never really had like this big like oh we gotta get everybody together for Fourth of July for picnics or right. whatever. Um, I probably have shared this somewhere along the line, um, but I remember when we had Faith in God right across the street from your right. house. Um, you know, Dad was the the head of maintenance and uh, had the keys to the to everything. And uh, he decided one year we needed to go up on the roof of Faith in God to watch the fireworks, and because that would be the best place to go see the fireworks from. And so, uh, Dad and Jim and myself went up there, and um, we had basically Faith in God had the really big first floor because of the auditorium ceiling and stuff like that. And then we had the second floor where we had the, the classrooms and stuff. And then there was this kind of uh, little utility room that had this long, uh, basically a tunnel with a ladder going up to the roof. And so the, the, the ladder itself was just one of those straight up and down metal, you know, straight steel ladders. Uh, all the way up, and, and as you got up there, it, it tightened into this little, tiny, little tunnel that Thanks. basically was about the size of around this chair, you know, and so you're climbing up there, and, and then you pop a hatch open, and you're out on top of the roof. <laughs> well, I was probably eight, nine, maybe ten years old tops. You know, I was, I was still a, a small kid, and, um, you know, Jim, of course being older than myself one and also the fact that Jim was born as a spider monkey. A spider monkey. Uh, Jim just goes in that room, hops on that ladder, just like doo -doo 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 -doo, right on up, flips the hatch open, he's up on top of the roof, dancing back and forth and doing his thing. And um Dad's like, Okay Josh, go ahead and climb up there and I was like, uh, you know, and I'm like trying to climb up there and I'm freaking out. I'm losing my mind. I'm only like two rungs off the ground, you know. So Dad's like, okay, well um, I'll carry you up there. He starts carrying me up there, but then kind of realizes that it's too tight for us to go up there together. So then dad decides to tie a rope to me. What? Oh my gosh. And climbs up with me tethered to the backside of him, uh, going up this ladder behind him. And, um, so like the, the, the rope would be taut, you know, like be completely tight there between the two of us. And then, uh, He'd go step up another rung, and then I'd be like, getting yanked up Oh my god! And so I can only imagine, like, thinking about it now as a grown adult in my forties, like, oh my god, but I must have wrenched on my dad's back to have me tied to the because it wasn't like a professional safety harness, right? Thing, and you know? yet you're not even helping at the time. You're just like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, 
and he's yelling at me as we're going up, like, come on, just, just, just climb. That's how I feel like, come on, you're eight, just climb it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we're going to miss the fireworks. <laughs> so one rung at a time, ten tears at a time, you know. <laughs> just That was really nice um, of him. Well, it was. It might have been easier if he got behind you and just kind of. I, I think that he tried that another time, like, okay, afterwards. Yeah. But, like, ultimately, I just, I'm not great on ladders. I don't care for being on ladders very much. Um, I, like you say, Chris, like, I'm not deathly afraid of heights, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not good with, <laughs> particularly with unstable heights. Uh-huh. Whereas, you know, again, my brother Jim, you could have a, a roof that's this pitch, you know, like, up and down straight, made of banana peels, and he'd be up there just monkeying around and having a good time, you know, <laughs> figuring out what you got to figure out. Whereas I, you could put me on a flat roof, and I won't go within three feet of that edge. You know, I just, I can't stand it. And, and like, if I watch other people on roofs, I get really nervous. Mm, like, I mm-hmm. do not like watching it. I'm just, right. you know, but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I remember that being pulled up there against my will. <laughs> How'd you get down? Oh, Many more tears. Oh, Dad went first on the way down, which was even more traumatic for me in a way because I had to close the hatch. And so, like... Maybe I, Jim should have gone last. Well, Jim was not to be controlled. <laughs> <laughs> Jim was done when the fireworks were okay. done. He got the hell out of there and was doing his thing, you know. Um, and the fact that Jim even was up there with us was uh, amazing considering, you know, he would have been... You know, anywhere between 16 and 18, oh, yeah, which yeah. he really rarely was around the house during those times anyhow. Right. Uh, so he probably had some drinking to go do or something. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. But, yeah, I remember, like, having to, like, reach behind and pull the hatch down. Oh, jeez. Like, tuck my arm underneath that ladder. At least your dad didn't have to go back up and shut the hatch after you didn't do it. I, I'm certain that that could have happened and dad would have been fine with it. I mean, he didn't have any issue going up and down that right. ladder. But uh, I don't think the ladder would have ever bothered me, but the the small space getting up there would have bothered me. Like, getting in there, like, ah. Yeah. Well, the, you know, again, the ladder was just little, just, like, one-inch rods. Right, it was kind of like a playground uh, metal ladder that you would get up, go up a thing. Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe a, maybe even a little skinnier of okay. rods in that. But yeah, in that range. So, But going up into the dark. Yeah. You know, oh, like, yeah. That would be scary. You're yeah. starting in the dark. Right. You're going up in a darker area. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like that part. <laughs> so, I mean, now all that being said, yeah, the, the fireworks look pretty cool from up there, I guess. <laughs> Were you doing the whole time? Were you just worried about coming back down? Because that's what I'd have been like. Like I wouldn't have had any fun. I don't remember for sure. I, I think when you're that age, um, there is a part of you that kind of can separate. Yeah. Like we're up here now, right? Um, it, and you don't think about the the downfall until afterwards. Yep. Um, you know, kind of like people doing the dating situation of like all the anxiety that comes before the date and everything. That yeah, comes yeah, after, yeah. You know, like. Um, but yeah, it was that. That was my Fourth of July memory. So <laughs> that's a terrible memory. What about you, Terry? What was your your family like for Fourth of July? Um, it wasn't a big thing for us. We would usually just go to a neighbor or a friend's house party, like cookout thing, and then not be allowed to touch sparklers, and then go home. <laughs> sparklers were were no no, huh? No no. I mean, we certainly weren't allowed to have fireworks, but we were not allowed to hold sparklers. That's pretty overprotective. Although they do kind of hit your hand and burn you a little bit. But the really fun, I wonder if this um, led to my mom being 4th of July overprotective. But she took, so I was born in June, June 5th. 
So she took me to the fireworks July 4th of that same year that I was born. And she said some man came up to her and just yelled at her and said, what is the matter with you? You're too young to have a baby. If you think you should have a baby at the fireworks, you're going to damage her. She's going to be deaf. And my mom was crying, Mom, we have to go home. <laughs> what, a, what a man would do that. I know. And um, I said, so did I cry and freak out? I'm like, I'm not deaf. She's like, no, you just slept. You were just like, all right. <laughs> but she was traumatized. I was like, well, that was rude. Well, it might have been somebody with some war experience or something that, that caused a PTSD yeah. for them, too, right. you know. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't have been Vietnam War, but, I mean, certainly Korean War was sure. not that far behind, or yeah. even World War Two. So, um, yeah, I when it comes to the fireworks, I always think of uh, the couple of years we lived in Frenchtown, and uh, Dad shooting off fireworks in the backyard and uh, hitting uh, Margaret Strube in the face <laughs> oh with, my uh, God. with a firework. <laughs> What the heck? Yeah. Uh, oh, boy, in the face. Yeah. Wow. In the face, yeah. So we were in the backyard, and we had farm fields surrounding um, all like all but one side of our house. We had farm fields, and so Dad, had him and Jim set up a firework display of, you know, whatever, crappy fireworks from the down the road. And one of them was a bottle rocket and uh, shot, and then it did a, it did a cartoonishly... Uh, 90 degree angle turn <laughs> and went right at Margaret who was walking by uh, I think her and Beth were walking to from the chicken coop over to the bonfire or something like that whatever it was and went see and went right across her face and it like um, it caught her right across the cheek underneath the eye and singed got herself a good burn and um, she freaked out and, and rightfully so yes. you know and, and I'm sure uh, Marilyn freaked out uh, mildly right. you know um put a face uh ice pack on her face and stuff and then continue the fireworks show but now when the firework show continued after the uh the injury uh dad brought out a big sheet of plywood for crybaby corner uh because not not for the protection of the peanut gallery or whatever but just for anybody who might cry if they get hit by a <laughs> which would hopefully be anyone but dad but dad oh, brought boy. out the, the plywood so everybody had to, uh, all the kids had to hide behind the plywood when the fireworks got shot at first so that we wouldn't get hit in the face, apparently. Um, I, I, I have to talk to Margaret next time when I see her, see if she remembers. Uh, I'm, I'm sure she remembers getting hit in the face. Oh, I'm the quite sure, yeah. Firework, but, but that was one of my favorites. Uh, Chris, what, what about you? Fourth of July, uh, family uh, uh, tradition at all? Or? Not really. Uh, we used to go watch the fireworks sometimes, but... Um, no, uh, more. It's been more like just barbecues and swimming. Okay. Yeah. We always went to the fireworks, and the weird memory I had was my we would bring my dad's army blanket that was like sitting on Brillo. <laughs> it was terrible. So we would all like cry on it and then go sit on the grass. Like, and then I just think about couldn't, didn't, was there no other blanket in the world you could bring? <laughs> you know, like every year with this scratchy army blanket. Well, maybe that was the thing though. Was it was an army blanket. It was 4th of July. Oh, you maybe. Know. I think they just didn't want to get any one dirty, other blankets dirty. You know? <laughs> I can appreciate that. So, one last thing out of me before we, we do our prayers. Mm-hmm. We need to do prayers. Okay. But I, I did realize that uh, Debbie set up a sign for us. Uh, that said it's Saturday, 11 a.m. visitors. Number one uh, is Terry. Yay, I'm number one. <laughs> I got number two somehow. <laughs> and Chris, you got number three. Oh, no. So you better do some work, buddy. You got to get messed up that. <laughs> but but, but also, she has 
Yeah, yeah but it's backwards. Three, two, one. It should yeah. Have been. yeah. But, but then we have the glory afterwards. Yeah. So maybe so. Chris was really first. Because you go <laughs> three, two, one. So and so I said three, two, <laughs> yes. one. We go uh, Chris, Josh, Chris, Josh, two, Terry. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Three, two, one, glory. All right, Chris, let's do some prayers. All righty. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing us together here today. And uh, bless all those who need your healing hand. And let Josh and Terry have a wonderful day. And bless Granny and continue to keep Granny healthy. And let everybody have a happy 4th of July. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless that Chris, too. Bless that Chris. That's right. special way. Yes. Three. Two, one, glory! glory. <laughs> or possibly Chris, Josh, Chris, Terry. Josh, Terry. <laughs> glory! That's great. That's funny. All right, we get ourselves a little picture here. Fourth of July. <laughs> and we'll do the, the funny one from below. Ah. All right. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody, thank for being you. a part of this. Thank you, oh. thank you. Thank you, Chris. Oh, I'm not I love getting away you. without a hug.